0: Welcome back to Spellbound. I'm Julian Smith.
1: I'm Andrew Rader. Tyler
0: Tortai. back again. Welcome back, Tyler. Glad I could be here, you guys. I'm glad I could. It's, it's, it's kind of funny welcoming <laughs> you because we just got done spending the whole weekend
2: together. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> We've been like. Best hey, what's friends. your Kickstarter about? Wait, what? yeah. You know, I don't think you told me what's your Kickstarter about.
0: Oh, can't we can't talk about
2: it on here? Oh, can't, can't talk about it on Sorry. here. Sorry, it's not time.
0: It's not totally time. Totally
2: secret.
0: Yeah. Secret stuff. State secrets. Uh, tonight we are going to be talking about something super interesting. I just thought it'd be... Uh, this is actually Andrew's idea. So, Andrew, I'm going to let you set this up and talk about why you wanted it to we're do this. We're talking about I think it's interesting. Well, campaign, I just wanted to exactly get Tyler's
2: right. perspective on <laughs> the impeachment trial, I guess. Enough! What do you think is going on with that? We can also talk about Democratic candidates if Tyler has any interest in that. I think that would be an interesting topic to get his perspective because oh, yeah. we're come from sort of different sides of the political spectrum. And I actually just became a U.S. citizen, so I get to vote for the first time. In this oh, party. yes. Uh, congratulations. congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Welcome. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. And I'm uh, going to be voting in the primary uh, for the first time ever. I figure you might as well vote as much as you possibly can. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> what score did you get on it, your U.S. citizenship test?
2: Oh, uh, 10 out of 10. Nice. They don't officially give you a score, but yeah. Yeah. Oh. Except that, oh. uh, I don't know if I told you the story, but it was kind of funny. Um Kind of, I ended up correcting the guy who was asking questions. He never heard some of the answers I'd given, even though they were acceptable <laughs> answers. And he got kind of mad at me, actually. He of almost course. Yeah, yeah.
0: Of course. When did
2: this
1: happen? When When was this momentous occasion?
2: Oh, the test was um, in November, I guess. But the uh, it was just last week that I did this swearing-in ceremony thing. Yeah. That's awesome. Nice. Congratulations. Amazing. Welcome. Thanks, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> uh, it's kind of cool. I mean, so I, I mean, I have to say, reflecting on the United States, I think it the United States is kind of amazing as a planned country. It's a group of people who decided to kind of decide for themselves what kind of country they lived in and wrote their own rules, basically. So that's kind of cool. And, right. and that's I mean, it reflects on a little bit what we're talking about today. But, uh, you know, in the past, most of the countries were ruled by kings. They were just people in charge who had power and money through heredity and just inherited it through the generations. And the United States was different because it was a fir- one of the first countries, uh, sort of the first modern country to declare independence and establish the rules it wanted to have, which is pretty cool. It is cool. Man, that like warms, we should have that a, really we should warms have a... my heart to hear you say all that. <laughs>
1: Seriously, yeah, I mean, world. it's kind
2: of, in some sense, it's a, it's a federalist sentiment, which is not necessarily what everyone would agree to, that uh, power of the federal government and stuff like that. A lot of people are much more into their state, particularly before the Civil War. But even now, today, a lot of people are still into their state a lot more than they are into the into the federal government, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we definitely like to complain about it. So now I get to complain about it uh, just as much as I did before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, But I guess can theoretically do something about it. <laughs>
0: Now you actually can and, and not just be a, a jerk. But man, no, I, I seriously,
1: right, seriously right. it is so cool to hear you say that uh, as someone coming into it, because that's something that I talk about. Just in, the reason that I like talking about these topics is because of that. I feel like it's something that we take for granted a lot of times as Americans of, you know, the uniqueness of what we were able to design. It's it actually truly our form of government is a pretty special thing when you think about it from a historical perspective. And it's something that I think we should work really hard to preserve and protect, you know, and it's, it's pretty special. And so it's, it's cool to hear somebody as an outsider coming into that. And I don't know, I guess, recognizing that in a way, like, I think our founders were real artists with our founding documents, you know, and I think that was, um, something that they actually attempted to do. I think they wanted to artfully create something in history that had never been created before. And they debated it. They discussed it. They got to a point where they could agree on something. And what they ultimately agreed on is almost an idea that no one's in charge. We're all just going to govern ourselves. And uh, I don't know. I think that's a pretty cool thing to preserve and protect in history.
2: Yeah. Totally. Yeah. We're going to choose maybe who's temporarily in charge, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Totally. totally. Yeah, I think it's really cool. True. I mean, it's funny too, because I actually feel both ways about it because I'm from Canada. And I also, so, so it's kind of, I'm sort of mixed on it because I do feel like the revolution was kind of unnecessary because Britain was already pretty free and all this kind of stuff. And the United States probably would have ended up kind of like it is anyway because Canada, you know, it, is just as democratic and just as free as the United States. But I think the United States did kind of lead the way. So so from that standpoint, it was definitely revolutionary, to use right. the, word, the obvious yeah. word from the revolution, right? So, yeah, that's that's it's pretty cool. Not to diminish that, but, yeah. Man,
1: actually, to connect this to the impeachment, like, you know, I hear you. I feel like, and I've heard that idea before that it was almost like, why did we rebel,
0: you know? Back then Can I interject something real quick yeah. before we get too deep here because I just want to make sure that the, the listeners know what we're trying to do here because you know we're, well, we're jumping g- around we're covering a lot of ground I was going to
1: connect this to impeachment I was trying to bridge that gap for you <laughs> uh, because I think that that's um, when you when you think about the revolution I don't know if this makes sense but when you think about the revolution and why we did it it was really ultimately because of the behavior of the king and we disagreed with him and said, what he's doing is not right, and it's not fair, and we basically said, we're not going to, this, we're going to declare that we're free men, and we don't have to live under that type of person's rule, so we, we disagreed with our ruler at the time, and we felt it was time to choose our own, pretty much, and I think now we're in this season of, kind of, people are saying the same thing about our ruler now, you know, and want him out of office and say that the things he's doing are uh, wrong. And so I think it's an interesting time for us to kind of reflect on that history and who we're choosing to follow.
2: Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting that you say that because I kind of assumed you were super pro-Trump, but I don't really know um, how you feel about this, which is why I genuinely want to ask, because to be honest, I, I mean, I followed at a distance the whole impeachment trial to be, it's kind of a snooze fest because yeah. everyone kind of, I think, A, knows he did it. But the question is, even Lamar Alexander from Tennessee, he's kind of was the pivotal, pivotal figure here because the, the Democrats were wondering if he would come over and vote for witnesses. And he said, basically, we don't need witnesses because he's guilty. <laughs> but— uh, it doesn't kind of rise up to the level of impeachment or, or of remo- removal from office of conviction. So, uh, <laughs> so we're not going to do anything. So, so in effect, like the Democrats won, but they didn't win enough to actually make anything happen. Right. Mm-hmm. is it is your perspective I, I don't know if that's true and and that's an interesting question I, and I don't really know the answer to that obviously the whole thing is partisan on, on both sides I would definitely admit that uh, um, it was sort of a partisan effort to remove him but it's a part of partisan effort to uh, not convict him even though everyone's pretty sure he did it so <laughs> like what do you do with that <laughs> right and by, and by it
1: what you're saying is uh that he was impeached for his conversation with Ukraine, the quid, quid pro quo. The
2: yeah, yeah, it's not just one conversation. It's, it's multiple times. Like um, John Bolton in his book, who's a Republican and pretty much a very conservative figure, uh, says basically, yeah, multiple times he asked uh, for us to try to hold up Ukrainian aid in order to get him to investigate the Biden. So basically the whole crux of the matter is he was definitely trying to use political power his political power his office to gain personal a personal advantage right that that's the crux of the matter which is definitely a big problem like that that goes exactly to the heart of the revolution of kind of no one's above the law you can't use your office your elected office to benefit yourself you're supposed to be the president to work for everyone, right? You're supposed to use your power to benefit everyone. You can't use it to benefit yourself. And that's that's the crux of the matter here, right? Now, I, you know, so so from some kind of dispassionate academic standpoint, I think what he did is like truly a violation of, of fundamental principles that the nation is founded on and really bad. On the other hand... I kind of think he probably didn't even know it was illegal. I mean that's not like an <laughs> excuse, but but you know, like I don't think he that, that <laughs> you don't you think know? he knew you don't think that he knew that what was illegal. Just, oh, to try to use his power to investigate his political opponents?
1: Here's here's the thing that I'll say is what I believe in is the balance of power. I don't think that we should have someone in charge who's in charge without being questioned. Meaning I don't want a president who can break the law and use their power to prevent themselves from ever getting in trouble. And so I believe in investigations and that sort of thing and making keeping the president in check. That's why I think we have, we've designed, again, going back to what I was saying earlier, like I think we've designed a pretty smart system of government to do that, to balance those powers. Uh, but I don't think, uh, here's here's what I would say, is that this is... situation of two competing scandals and it's a question of which one do you believe and I personally don't believe he's done anything wrong I I would say that he's the protagonist in all of this
0: I just want to set up this conversation for listeners who may be wondering what we're what we're (laughs) <laughs> trying to accomplish trying here to accomplish. Uh, Ty- Tyler has been on a couple of times in the past and uh, Andrew and I uh, love having Tyler on just to discuss uh, you know we all three just have you know very different political views I feel like we rep- we represent like a spectrum of uh, of you know Popular political positions in America today. So it's just we always have interesting conversations and the impeachments. Uh, you know, whole the whole thing has been going on for so long now, and I actually haven't been keeping up, up on it lately very well. So I'm interested to hear everybody's si- perspective of this. Uh, you know, because I've been out of the loop. It is a I was snooze fest. Fairly yeah. closely. It's kind of a snooze fest. Yeah, it but is. I'm like, I want to kind of, I want to pay attention, but I'm too busy for this. Yeah, you know, exactly. Uh, And I think that's by design in
1: some ways. I mean, I think it is so fascinating, man, because on my end of the spectrum, you know, there are really two scandals going on right now. The one is the one that you're talking about, which is, was the president guilty of, honestly, man, like I know there's two articles of impeachment, but I don't even remember what they are. Obstruction of justice, I think, is one. And, uh, what is the other one? What is it? What was the other one that he was accused of? That he was obstruction in, of Congress. Obstruction of Congress.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's not his place to be able to choose who receives military aid. So he's trying to use his presidential powers, in, you know, incorrectly. Like, like he doesn't have the power to actually hold up military aid. Right, but I at the same, the at the same
1: time. Okay, so that and that's one theory. And there's a lot of like different topics to discuss within that theory. That. He broke the law in some way. Largely, that's what we've been discussing and investigating and debating, and that's to me a little bit of where the, the snooze fest has come in because it's it's as though they haven't done a good job proving their case. I mean, you look at even there was a treaty that Clinton signed with Russia or Ukraine back in like the '60s, where we basically agreed that we were going to ensure that there was no Corruption. We're going to work together to eliminate corruption. So part of that treaty, Trump is within his purview as president to ensure that the money we're giving to Ukraine is not going to corrupt means. And him withholding that aid, by the way, it got, it got released. It was turned into something that was, the, it's, it, it's as though the goal was to get people to talk about that scandal. Meanwhile, there's an entirely different scandal going on. So you have these two competing sides where... What's the other scandal, though? The other scandal goes back to the 2016 election. The other scandal goes back to what has been the other investigation line, because you have everything that Trump has been investigated for. You have Mueller and his entire investigation. You have some of the Russia investigation that was going on and then transitioning into... Ukraine, the impeachment investigation inquiry. So he's been under investigation for a while now. Um, the other side of that is other investigations that have been happening at the same time to investigate the Department of Justice and the FBI and their handlings of what happened during the 2016 election. And so for someone from my position, that's a scandal to be focused on and to discuss and talk about. But we've largely spent a lot of time on is what the president may or may not have done. And the House didn't do a good job. The reason I think it's a snooze fest is because they don't have the truth on their side. They don't have enough to say, this is truly a scandal. They pushed something through that was
2: half-baked. Even your senator, a Republican, said he's guilty, but he just says he's not guilty of a sufficient crime for removal from office. He's guilty of he, what? He said they did—actually, your, your senator from—a from, from a Republican senator from Tennessee said that uh, he is—he was guilty. What he did was wrong, basically.
1: In withholding the aid. He,
2: and, he said, and he said the House laid out a good case. He, what he said, basically, was that the House laid out such a good case, we do not need to hear from evidence, uh, from witnesses, because I already believe it. He's guilty. No question. The House did such a good job telling their case. What, but— But that's one person. But, that's one senator. You know? Yeah, that, but every other Democrat clearly thinks he's guilty. That's that's basically people from the other side are saying, yeah, he's probably guilty. I mean, everyone kind of knows he's guilty. I think, right? Like, guilty of the what? The question is, guilty. What do you what do right, you think he's guilty a question, of? Right. <laughs> what I'm asking is Guilty you. of using his yeah he's using he's guilty of using his power in political office to try to benefit himself. Okay,
1: bingo. That's what they're saying about him. And I don't think it happened. And I think that's a classic case of them projecting exactly what they know they're going to be caught for, and trying to accuse him of the same thing, so that when the truth comes out of what they've been doing, they can say, "Wait, no, this is—we haven't done this. It's a projection." And that's like for someone in my shoes, I—the I, worldview that I look at the world through is a Christian. Lens and I believe in deception. I believe in this idea of being deceived and believing something that's not real. And I look at this situation, and it's easy to look at facts. It's easy to look at corroboration. It's easy to look at look at what can be proven true. The best evidence that we have in this is are the witnesses. By the way, which a lot of video evidence was shared in the Senate and a lot of text information. Like, I think like 20,000 pages of documents were shared as well. But they didn't prove anything. There was nothing proven in there where anyone said they had firsthand evidence of this call. The only good evidence we have is Trump were releasing the two transcripts. That's the best evidence that we have in all of this. And there's nothing in there that is criminal. So all they've accused him for is... What obstructing Congress and preventing them from what? Like, I don't think any of what they're accusing him of makes sense at all. I don't think it's, I don't think they have a case. But I think the other well, side of this, me, yeah, the other side of this yeah. is using your office for, like you're saying, using your office for your own personal benefit. That's what the other side of this is about. The other scandal is look at people in Ukraine. You have John Kerry's stepson, you have Pelosi's son, you have Biden's son, who are all making a lot of money in Ukraine and using their positions to gain personal benefit.
2: They're not the president, though. Yeah, actually, I fully acknowledge that, like, Biden's son is probably corrupt yeah. and all this kind of stuff, but that's not, nothing to do with the question about whether the president is guilty, right? That's just yeah. a smokescreen you're diverting attention from. But that's, yeah, but that's maybe what they I'm should saying. be investigated. But that's, that, a, but you but that has nothing to do with the actual, actual question. That's a completely different well, issue.
0: Here's the thing. There's the, there seems to be these like shouts from each side, right? Like everybody's like, well, this is the real problem. And then the other side's like, well, this is the real problem. But I think like, you know, who's to say it's that this is a black or white scenario. Like can't both of these scandals be happening at the same time? Like without them having any effect on each other or any, you know, cause or correlation, you know, no connection at all. Like maybe they could just be happening. Uh, Maybe it's all happening and maybe it's not connected, you know? But I
1: think that's the that's the challenge for someone in my shoes is that the, the side of this that's most often discussed is, the president and his guilt.
2: That's what we're talking about. I mean, that's the subject we're talking about—impeachment. We're not talking about corruption of the Bolton's. We can, but it's it's they're they're two separate things, right? I'm not saying uh, uh, or Biden's son shouldn't be investigated. Say the Bolton, but I, I, maybe he should. But that's a completely separate question, right? They, both can be true, and both may be very well true. I don't right. think I've seen any evidence on that side. But even Bolton, for example, who is a hardcore Republican, very conservative, thinks that Trump definitely used his office to try to investigate uh, the Bidens, which is we don't know. That. I mean, we don't
1: know that for sure. We do, we only know I that based on that. <laughs> an unreleased transcript that was apparently leaked well, to the New York well, Times. That's all we know.
2: So 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 why didn't they want to call witnesses and find out then? The they, reason is because, but that's not the, the, senators, senators the Senate's, Senate's job.
1: Is not to call witnesses. The Senate's job is to look at the House's case and try the case. In and, an impeachment
2: trial, I think it definitely makes sense to call witnesses. But that's the House's job is to call witnesses. Dude, the, the, I don't the, think the, so. part, the trial happens in the Senate.
1: But it's the House can present their case to the Senate. The House could have called as many witnesses as they wanted to. And by the I way, I don't
2: think that's true. Yeah, absolutely,
1: absolutely. The House could have held well, a true investigation and said, "We're going to call witnesses. Both sides are going to call witnesses, and we're going to try the case in the House. And depending on what we have, we'll take it to the Senate."
2: Definitely gets tried, tried in the Senate. I mean, everyone knew this was going to happen before it even started. This is the thing; it's it's a farce. The whole thing is a farce because everyone knew he would get uh uh, be impeached in the house and everyone knew he would be acquitted in the senate basically i mean everyone's just everyone's just voting for their own team regardless of what they actually think i definitely think that's true
1: right so does that not make you think that it's like what in that makes you think any of this is true then
2: Facts. The, I mean, the fact, if you know anything about his character, I mean, if you know anything about his character, Trump trying to help himself, sounds awfully familiar. <laughs> but I mean, see, that's,
1: that, this is something uh, that Julie and I talk about a lot. Like people say his character. Dude, I think his character is great. I don't. Is he a perfect person? No. But I, I think he's a man of great character. I
2: think he's done a lot of amazing things. He's a super things. narcissistic person. I mean, he's clearly in for numero uno. I just don't. I don't buy that about him. Like I never
1: have. I don't, and I don't understand why, <laughs> dude. Here's the thing: like people call him a narcissist and say he's all about himself, but why have they not been saying that about our prior presidents who have been in control? Like people like Joe Biden. Like to want to talk about narcissism, he put his son on a board of a gas company in Ukraine, and his son was making ninety thousand dollars a month.
2: Ninety thousand dollars a month. A, so first of all. So, that's you want to call it a, Trump what about. a that, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. You're you, are, you are probably right that uh, there's a, a corruption problem there, but that has nothing to do with, I mean, that's just a diversion but from the subject we're talking about. I know. About. And that's what the I'm saying. The fact that other people are corrupt is so obnoxious
1: about this whole impeachment thing. It is a distraction from what's actually important to discuss, which is that we've had corrupt presidents in our country for a very long time. And this is going to be the first time in a long time that we're going to actually root out corruption, the same way Ukraine has, by the way. This is, dude, this is a global scandal, a global story of two competing scandals. One is believe Tre- President Trump is the protagonist and that he's actually doing something good. And you can buy into that theory, or you buy into the theory that he's not the protagonist and he's trying to do something bad. Those are the two choices you have. And it has to be black and white right
2: now. No. Because what he's saying, no, it doesn't. I think both both of those are true. No, 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 no. I I don't think so at all. That that doesn't follow. So, so I do believe that Trump did misuse his office, but I also believe there's probably problems with corruption. But that has nothing to do with it. I mean, it's not. It's a totally separate question.
0: Yeah. See, I think they're they're all they're all they can all exist at the same time without being like mutually exclusive. It just means that this. This corruption thing is that much bigger of a problem because it's, it's, it's everybody <laughs> participating. But what I'm saying is
1: this Trump is the first one who's actually attempting to combat that. And if you remove him from office, which is what impeachment is all about, removing him from office. And ultimately, you're not going to remove him from office. They're not going to win that game. What they're trying to do is win the game of perception so they can win in November. And that's why this is so politicized. It's not a process, a legitimate process to get him out of office. Their their goal is to keep this story about him and his corruption and what he's done that is bad and wrong to get him to a point where they can win the Battle of Perception in November and get power back in Washington in 2021. Like, it's not—and I don't think it's going to work, by the way. I think what's going to happen is he's going to win again.
2: No, you're right. And— eh, he may, he may. But it, you're right that this will not help uh, the Democrats. But— I think you're partly right. So there's certainly an element of that. There's no question the House, you know, was basically sent to Washington with orders to remove Trump uh, and, and impeach him and stuff like that. And there's no question that a lot of them just want to, right? So so that is true. It's definitely a political motive. But I think that there's something fundamental about saying the president broke the law, therefore we should remove him. I mean, this is what the job of the of Congress is, right? Is, is one of the jobs. So I mean, there has to be some oversight, right? I mean, it's like he says he could walk out on the Fifth Avenue and shoot someone and he nothing would happen. Well, it's kind of like what he gets away with. And, yeah, nothing's happening, right? I, I do think uh, he, he displays all the signs of a military dictator except for wearing the uniform. Basically, he likes the military parades, he likes the marching, he likes the flags, he likes the all this like nationalism stuff, right? Uh, and, Which I think is great. Why is that great? Because, because I like think... <laughs> no, it's
1: not The Nazi. United States is
2: basically like nice Nazis. He's yeah. not a white nationalist, dude. He doesn't believe
1: that that... Like, there's no way that you... Like, that's another hilarious line for me, is that people think that he's a white nationalist. And, like, I think he believes in nationalism, meaning I think he believes in the ideal of American... Or the idea of American exceptionalism. And I think he believes in protecting that idea through borders and through saying, this is where our idea begins and yours ends. And we're going to protect that with everything that we have. And I think he's that way because he sees everything now. As president, he knows exactly what's going on in the world. And I think he's one of the first ones who wants to get in that position and do the right thing. And I think he largely has. I think he's, I think the history books will treat him incredibly well because I think what he's doing is, is right in a multitude of areas. However, we haven't spent a lot of time talking about that and talking about what he is doing right. I know like, I know what people say about him on the negative side, and I get it. I get how people can perceive him that way, and it's hard, I'm sure, to fight that perception. But again, I just don't buy it. I don't listen to any of that. I don't think it's right. I don't see anything from my own—if I step out uh, in my own objective perspective and look at it from a different angle— and watch his actions and watch what he's doing and what what he's saying, it's pretty hard to see him the way that people want you to see him. And I think that's where this whole story to me, man, it's like it's exhausting for me because I've been in this, I feel like I'm living in two different worlds as you guys, to be honest. I feel like I'm living in a world where I can see what's going on yeah. and I can see that this corruption has been happening for a very long time. It was happening under Obama, I was pissed. And I wanted to talk about the things that need to be talked about and addressed in our country, and nobody wanted to do it because they refused to look at Obama as someone who could be corrupt, as someone who could be using his office improperly. And I believe he was, and I believe we now have evidence of that based on the, the behavior of his Department of Justice, behavior of the FBI under him, behavior of Hillary Clinton when she was uh, Secretary of State. There are serious things that were not properly investigated, and we know that now, based on the Horowitz report. And what he was saying and how DOJ improperly investigated what was going on in that administration. And they illegally were spying on the president when he was a candidate to try to prevent him from becoming president. We know that to be true now. So the other scandal that's been going on is that there was this soft coup in our country where the previous administration was trying to get President Trump out of office because they knew what he would do once he got in office. And the problem was they they lost the battle of public perception. They lost it. They never expected that to happen. Because you look at how easy it is for them to create a perception about someone. But he used his own machinery. He didn't have to live within their machinery because he's Donald Donald John Trump. He can have a one-to-one relationship with people through Twitter. He bypassed everything. And now they know what he's doing. And people who have been in power for a long time are scared out of their minds. And so all they can do is project their own crimes on him and say he's the one who's guilty and make you think that he's the guilty one. And I don't think he is. I think he's innocent. I think he's the protagonist. And dude, I'm exhausted by this whole thing because people have been saying this about him for four years now. And I don't think any of it's true. I think he's the one who's right. I think he's gonna win in a landslide. Look at what Judicial Watch is doing. They've already removed like, I think 3 million people from illegal
2: voter rolls. The, the total, Whoa, the that total, is definitely not a thing. <laughs> no, it is. Illegal voting is Illegal voting. So not a thing. It, it, dude, it no. absolutely is. Look, at, look, at, like what judicial look at what Tom Fittman is doing at Judicial
1: Watch right now. Look at what he's doing. It's exhausting, oh man. Goodness. And I think people on our side of the fence are saying, look, you can keep saying all this stuff about Trump, you can keep saying that he's guilty and that he's done that all these wrong things, but he has He's it's innocent. It's just not true. And at the end of the day, the, the Democrats yeah. are the deceivers. And the president is the president I think, I
0: think that I, th- I think that Andrew might be able to speak to uh, the illegal voting thing since you know he just became a U.S. citizen and he knows a thing or two no, about. No, no, no. Uh,
2: so I think that this is a perception that people have, but the fact is that I, there's almost no illegal voting of any kind. Um, it's a serious crime to register to vote if you if you're not able to, obviously, but. Illegal voting really kind of almost doesn't happen. I mean, it's a few dozen you, cases in the whole country. If you look at what Tom Fitton
1: with Judicial Watch, if you look at what he's doing right now, there's no way you can say that. There's just no way. I mean, based on the evidence that he has. And look at what his organization is actually doing. They're removing illegal voters from voter rolls. not I'm not saying like people that are are not American citizens voting. I'm saying people who don't exist. People who shouldn't be on voter rolls.
2: Right. Yeah, uh, I don't think that's happening. <laughs> Julian, can you fact check that? <laughs> I mean, because I, I honestly I've never heard of the person or organization that you're talking about. Tom. Tom. Fitton, uh, so Tom I, I can't adequately law. address it, but but uh, I don't think that's true. Um, I mean, so it does seem like we live on different planets. So clearly, we, do, we get man. news from different sources. Um, I mean, I sort of. I understand where you're coming from. I just feel like... I don't know. You have different information than I have, I guess, or something like that. I know, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, you can't, like... Yeah.
1: I mean, it's easy to see what the common narrative is here.
0: Yeah. See, this is why I like uh, talking to you, Tyler, because uh, we just... uh, There's no lack of things to talk about. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You know, But you got, uh, like... It, you do seem to have access to your own set of, like... Uh, you know, and I'm not calling them invalid. I'm not saying they're, like, alternative facts. I'm just saying, like, it is interesting when I get into these conversations. I feel like... Or it's not even just talking with you. It's, like, I feel like, in general, people approach these conversations with two different sets of facts. Like, we were just talking about the whole impeachment thing and, like, how... Uh, you were saying that you think the real scandal is like this whole like Democrat corruption you know ring that you've been talking about, and it's like, well, you know, it just it just seems like everybody comes at these with their own facts, but it doesn't mean that the facts are connected or that they they should be argued uh, against each other, you know.
1: Well, and that's what that's what makes this such a <coughs> excuse me an important season where discernment is so necessary right now. Yeah. Because we live in an information age where information can be piled on top of information. It can be piled on, piled on top of information. And it makes it really hard to find the truth. It makes it really hard to get by all the stuff that is meant to just distract you and pull your attention away. And it's really hard to say, okay, let's pinpoint what actually is true. You know, two plus two is four. That's pretty simple and easy. That's mathematical. You know pretty quickly how to get to the end of what's true there. But when you think about politics, when you think about the complexities of government and the layers of stories that you're told about this particular president and what he may or may not have done, it takes a long time to get to the end of that and say, do I believe that? Can I believe any of it? And figure out what actually is true. And that's what I'm saying. I look at his actions, I look at what he's doing, yeah. And I look at what people are saying about him; they're two different things.
0: So I, this, I've got something I want to say here because I feel like I feel like uh, people get here, and one thing that I never hear inserted is that fake news is a is a huge problem right now. And like, what do you believe, right? Um, so I think I think like that's kind of ultimately what you're saying is that like you got to have discernment about what sources you're believing to be true, and you know. Uh, and I think that is true. And and I think what's, what's most interesting, and I think this is something, in my experience, this is something that people who love Donald Trump ignore. And it's that, you know, Cambridge Analytica was monumental in Trump's becoming president. That's not to say that he shouldn't be president or that his presidency is invalid or anything like that. Because also Obama was, you know, in cahoots with Cambridge Analytica. So it's not like a Republican problem or anything that, he did that, you know, but I think it's like, yeah, if there is going to be fake news, it's, you know, what's going to be the intent? It's going to be, you, you, if you're going to try to discern what's fake news or not, you got to think about like what's happening geopolitically. And what's happening is Russia was involved, you know, with our elections They were are involved with Cambridge Analytica as was Trump. Uh, and this is something that I feel like a lot of people who love Trump just ignore. And I don't think it can be ignored because you know, Obama did the same exact thing. So if this is something that everybody's doing, then you know we don't have to worry about it now because Cambridge Analytica's got they got shut down, they got caught. Uh, but you know, Trump is still in office. So what do we do about that? And this is really long-winded now. But I think, uh, like, what, what where does your head go when I when I say things like that?
1: Uh, I well, let me say this. I think becoming president is in some ways it is in some ways a popularity contest. And so it is important to use all avenues to communicate your message out to the masses so they know who you are and what you're about and can choose who to vote on accordingly. But that requires a free passage of information from point A to point B. And Cambridge Analytica was a certain way for them to use data, correct, to get a message from point A to point B. And they apparently had more data than they should. And I think we've got to... I think we've got to be better about making sure that we're protecting everyone's privacy when it comes to data. But I don't think it's fair to say that he would not have become president without Cambridge Analytica.
2: I think it is fair to say that, actually, because by the margins he won by in the states where they focused their efforts, he would have lost if it hadn't been for like those Facebook Facebook ads, basically. I mean, he yeah, lost like 40,000 in Michigan and like all these... Yeah, I, I think it is safe to say that he won because of because of that. Now, not not because he wasn't legitimately popular with lots of people, but it did probably sway the t- because because he he won by such a narrow margin in certain states, certain states where they focused their marketing efforts. I think I think and, you know Hillary Clinton never visited those states, so it's, she failed also. But I think that you know the Facebook campaigns and stuff that was why he won. Yeah, well, well, uh,
0: well that's not the point. The point is, you know because that's true. I think that's all true. But I think the point is like, if there is fake news and we're going to try to figure out, you know, what of the news that we're reading is fake news, then I think you got to think about where it would be coming from. And it would obviously be coming from Russia or North Korea or something like that. All those news stories are just talking about how buddy, buddy, Trump and, uh, Putin are and how buddy, buddy, Trump and, uh, Kim Jong Un are so it's you know if the, fa- if, the if there is going to be fake news it's probably going to be coming from one of those countries advocating for something that they want which is clearly that they want Trump in office so therefore shouldn't we be skeptical of news that is you know advocating for Trump from a foreign for, you know, with a foreign slant at all or any, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? yeah. I
1: think, I think we need to, I think it's important to use discernment there, but I I think it's kind of comical to think that right now, any, at least from my perspective, that any foreign government could have a louder voice socially than the president because of how popular he is on Twitter. I mean, just literally literally go to his Twitter handle and you know what he thinks about everything. because he I'll tell you. Um, and so I think it's kind of hard to combat that. And that's where voters I feel like right now have the advantage because if you want to know what Donald Trump stands for, just go look at his Twitter and he'll tell you exactly what he stands for. Um, and so to me, it's like, I think that's where it gets really interesting. There are there are not a lot of sources you can go to that that tell the honest truth about what he is and what he's doing. And that's where I feel like if this were just a normal four-year election, if this was just okay, the Republicans won and they've been in power for four years. I don't think the world would be behaving, or our our government would be behaving the way that they have been the last three years. This is not a normal presidency. This is a different. This is a different type of presidency than we've ever seen before, because you've never seen a president be attacked in this way, in in ways where uh, his privacy was invaded by a prior administration to try to get something on him to prevent him become, from becoming in power. I think that is a really fascinating thing, but he beat all the odds and became president and he's doing what he's choosing to do, unencumbered by anything other than what he knows is best. Um, and that's why I think a lot of voters are really excited about him right now. I think that is the challenge, Julian. I think it's, it, it really still comes down to a challenge of who can you trust, who can you believe, And it really is a competing, it's a story of two competing scandals right now.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure I see it that way. So I think that at root here is confirmation bias. So we make judgments first and then look for evidence to fit those judgments. And there's so much going on in the world, in politics and everything, that we only have limited sort of energy space, mental space for limited numbers of things. So we choose what we focus on. I mean, it seems to me like, that there are probably all kinds of little scandals going on all the time with the candidates I like or whatever it is. Uh, But I kind of probably ignore them mostly. Like, I I honestly, to this day, have no idea why anyone doesn't like Hillary Clinton at all. (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) I, I just don't. Uh, and I know this is a huge thing for Republicans uh, or people on the right that they think she's the uh, monster from hell and uh, is devil incarnate and all this kind of stuff. I have never – I mean apparently like she ran Pizzagate, which was like a pornographic child pedophilia ring out of a pizza shop or something like that. These ridiculous things like and that make no sense whatsoever, right? Uh, or, Or she – not only hired someone to kill someone, but actually did it herself uh, in, a, in a Uber. Well, look or at look like at what's it, right? proven. Like, <laughs> look at what's proven. Look at what she.
1: What's, what's proven? Look at what she did during the 2016 elec- election. What did she do?
0: We're gonna take a quick break, but don't go anywhere. We're coming right back. I promise.
1: So the reason the Mueller investigation started was because the DNC paid. Perkins Coie, the law firm, money, who paid Fusion GPS, who paid Christopher Steele, who compiled the Steele dossier. So the DNC paid the person who compiled the Steele dossier that was never confirmed. And somehow that Steele dossier was leaked to the FBI, who then used that dossier as evidence to say that they should be able to spy on the Trump campaign And it worked. But they didn't say that 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 information was not corroborated in any way. It wasn't confirmed in any way. They didn't check until much later. So the DNC under Hillary Clinton paid a foreign adversary to put information together that was not true about our president before he was even president. And they spied on his campaign. They spied on Carter Page, who's now suing the Department of Justice. I'm pretty sure he's suing the Department of Justice. You can Google that because he's the one he's one of the earlier ones who was spied on. That's what we know she's what she was doing. So if she was doing that. And by the way, we know from the Horowitz report that the investigation into what she was doing as under when she was secretary of state was never actually investigated. Look at the Horowitz report. Look at what he was saying wasn't done properly, which is what John Durham is now looking at and the inconsistencies of those investigations because they were never truly investigated. So the Department of Justice and the FBI were covering up things that were going on under the Obama administration. And the the challenge is they never thought that Donald Trump would win. They never thought that they would lose the the campaign the public campaign against him the public campaign of perception
2: yeah I mean all those seem like very flimsy connections that I don't know if all the facts are correct I I just that's what I'm saying is that that's the competing uh, some scandal. of those seem like stretches that I mean it's but what I'm saying is that we yeah we come from different sources of information but also I mean we just make different judgments about it right like I think that I'm very much more willing to overlook little things that I see on whatever side I'm on. But, you know, with Hillary or whatever, you know, yeah, she's a politician. Some things happen, right? Uh, You know. Uh, That should be a (laughs) t-shirt. I'm much more attuned to to look out for, you know, things I see in the other side, right? We're, We're each looking at each other and we're using confirmation bias to, like, Put together, puzzle together little pieces of information that we see, oh, that's pretty bad, you know? Um, and I yeah. think that's kind of what's going on here, right? We each look at the world in different ways and we take information and, and use that is, information to, to build up right. existing hypotheses or whatever. Yeah, which is why I feel accounts.
1: like if you're going to accuse someone of being a criminal, that investigations through investigations are important to ensure that <laughs> their behavior is either yeah, criminal or, or not. Yeah, but the thing
2: is, well, well, I agree, and that, that's exactly why the Senate should have called witnesses, for example. It's awfully suspicious if you have a trial and don't call witnesses, right? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it, the state reason is hilarious that, that basically we know he's guilty, so we don't need any witnesses. Um, okay Okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't even understand that statement. know, I am
2: that more is. than willing to admit that there are probably some issues, uh, corruption, and, and little things like that on on each side. Uh, I don't definitely do not think you know Democrats are perfect or anything like that. But that's why I'm saying um, this
1: is a story of two scandals because you've been we've been paying but, yeah, attention. But it's not. To,
2: but it's but it's not. That's 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 really different though because that's like saying, oh well, well you're. well, well, your side isn't perfect, so my side is fine. Like, it's it's just because there are other scandals going on doesn't mean the president, like, didn't do something wrong, right? And that's the question we're talking about here. Right, but here's what I'm
1: saying, though, is, like, have have you heard of the Mueller report? Yeah. Okay.
2: And it said, yeah, probably shady shit was going on. I mean, okay, the, the Mueller report but, was not at all vindication. But this is what of I'm any at,
1: <laughs> i know this is what I'm asking about the two sides. So when I say scandal, like both are yeah. both are led by investigations. Have you heard of the Horowitz report? No. Okay. That's all I'm saying. I've not man. even heard of it. I think that's what that's all I'm saying is like that's what I pay attention to. Look at look at. Right. John Horowitz,
2: but why do you okay. pay attention to that one thing exclusively? Like, I mean, it seems like I, uh, that's kind of, nobody, I, nobody's even talking about it.
1: Like, it's yeah. not even like that. To right. me, has been one of the more fascinating. I mean, why, things. Why that, is it
2: relevant? Like, I mean, the, so so I find it hilarious that people like Republicans and stuff still want to in, investigate Hillary Clinton. Like, fuck, she's like a grandmother. She's in, like, she's not running for anything. I mean, what does that have to do with anything now? Yeah, okay, so maybe fine, you're going to, fine. But, I mean, she is not in a position of power. So it fundamentally doesn't matter very much, right? Donald Trump is in a position of power, so it matters a fucking lot.
1: That, that he may be misusing his power. Right, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think that's what I'm saying. We've been, in, we've been investigating him. Like, that's the, that's the crazy thing to me. I'm like, of course, like, let's yeah. investigate him. Let's make sure he's not doing anything... Illegal, and the House just presented their case to the Senate, and the Senate is going to vote.
2: And they said, "Yeah, he did something illegal, but it doesn't run." You're the, talking about one uh, person. You're talking like, yeah, maybe, well, maybe, maybe, fucking, maybe if maybe if Democrats really wanted him out of like, office, they
1: should have tried to win the Senate instead of like celebrating the House because they knew this. That when they is were not
2: all possible. It is not possible to win. Oh, okay. So you mean win the Senate like by votes?
1: Yeah. Meaning
2: like like oh that's not possible based on the number of states we have and the way right. it's set up. We have two fucking Dakotas. That's the reason why Democrats can't win the Senate. Because uh, because rural voters are massively overrepresented in Congress because of the way the Senate is skewed. So many so states have two senators and one House representative. It's ridiculous. But I mean to to be fair, it's sort of somewhat what the founders wanted, intended. Uh, but at the time, I believe there was maybe a 13-fold disparity in populations or something like that between the highest and lowest state, which was like Virginia was like 13 times as populous as Rhode Island. Uh, nowadays, California has 40 million people and Wyoming has 500,000, something like that. So 100 times more people, yet Wyoming has just as much representation. That is the problem here. That, that is why, I mean, almost everyone in the U.S. lives in cities – uh, Democrats would absolutely dominate if it was straight up population and and maybe that's not necessarily what you want because you do want skewed representation maybe because maybe you know vast fields of open plains and cows actually should get more representation <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah for some reason I don't know <laughs> no yeah. I think
0: it's I think you're right I think it's a balance
2: it's actually it's funny the one thing that Trump, I guess, has on his uh, desk. Uh, no one can accuse him of having a cluttered, uh, cluttered desk. But he has the um, the electoral map, right, uh, showing like this vast swath of red because almost all the whole country is red, right? Which is right. absolutely true, because rural voters always go Republican. Uh, but but then you could have the same thing with like a population map, and that's places where no one actually lives. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Even in like Louisiana, like New Orleans goes blue, but everywhere else in Louisiana goes red. I mean, it's just the real divide in the country is actually urban rural, not, not so much it's so true. Uh, anything else. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's so true.
2: So, do you guys think that he's going to be acquitted? Oh, he already was, I think, right? I mean, he... he Oh, yeah, absolutely, no question. But I thought that before anything happened. I mean, it's obvious, and that's the whole point. It's a show trial. It's, it's, it's a total sham because the Senate is Republican and, therefore, he's going to be acquitted because it doesn't matter what he did because he's on their side. Yeah, but I don't... I mean, I just don't... <laughs> I don't buy that they're doing that just because they're
1: Republicans. Like, if they were allowed to... If they were actually allowed to try it and, and bring in witnesses in the House and cross-examine Adam Schiff's witnesses that were improperly subpoenaed, by the way, there was no subpoena power under anything that he was doing because it wasn't an actual impeachment until they voted, I'm pretty sure. But if it was a fair, open investigation into his actions the way that it was under uh, President Clinton, President Nixon, it would have been a whole, a whole different story. But everyone knows this has been an impartial impeachment. Everyone knows this has been. I mean, at least when I say it, that's not even fair because everyone doesn't know that. We we're not agreeing on. It. But it's been an unfair. I, I think
2: actually the opposite. Everyone knows he's guilty. The question is whether he's guilty of something that constitutes a crime that should, he should be removed from office for. Yeah, and I I think that's always been the question. That's what I'm saying, dude. Is like, my, and from
1: my perspective, they've been asking their question that question about him since before he was president. Of what can we find on him? to prevent him from becoming president. And that's what I'm saying is like, that's that's the other side of this story that there have been investigations going on looking into what happened in 2016 and they're putting everything together very methodically and slowly and it's all happening behind the scenes and no one's talking about it. And there will come a time when we're going to talk about it, but it's not now because the investigations are still ongoing. And so to me, like,
0: why is that not being discussed?
1: I think that's the real scandal. That's the real story.
0: Well, this is what's interesting is that like both right now, both parties seem divided by like what corruption is more important. And it's, it's just, it's interesting because, you know, I don't know that that should really be the issue. I mean, we should just expect that people are going to be corrupt no matter what their political beliefs are. But, you know, What do you do when I don't know? I think you know. Andrew's right that like because Donald Trump is president, like the stakes are so much higher. You know, like that's why this should be taken seriously. Is that yeah above like some crazy claims about someone like Hillary Clinton? It's like who really, what consequence would that really have? You know, if if it was true, you know, with Trump, it's he's the president of the free world. You know, so yeah, yeah, and I don't know.
1: You could be Uh, right tricky is that he is the he is like he controls the free world in a lot of ways and everything he's been doing since he's been in power is exactly what he said he would do he's been the most transparent consistent
2: that is true that that is true he he has been pretty consistent in his promises i mean he has so far failed to get the wall but he's tried i mean it is true that he he is good at falling through on what he promised now i happen to agree with i happen to disagree With almost everything he promised, but that being said, he is following through on it.
1: Yeah. And to be honest, like I, you know, I don't think when the previous administration was in charge that that any of that was properly handled. And I don't, I believe in justice. I believe if someone did something wrong, that they should be held accountable to it. Especially if they still have secret service, especially if they're still living off of taxpayer money, i.e. prior presidents. And I think it's totally fair to question President Obama. Did you know that Hunter Biden was making eighty-eight thousand dollars a month when you were in office? And that your vice president it's withheld a billion dollars from Ukraine if they, if they were not going to remove a prosecutor who was investigating his son who is making eighty eight thousand yeah. dollars
2: a month? These these are definitely all fair questions. They just have nothing to do with the question that we're talking about. I know that's Which why is, it's, that's why I call it a projection, because that's what they want. Well, they here's know, why. Here's why it is guilty. important.
0: Here's here's why it is important because, the, you know, the the one thing that uh, even Democrat voters are worried about, from my understanding, is that like not not to just vote for some Democrat candidate who's just going to be a tool of the DNC, you know, and yeah, so the um, DNC, yeah. so so if yeah. there is corruption in the DNC, like Tyler is saying, then that would be a fairly big problem because it is a pretty, it's like a force of its own, right?
1: Right. And don't forget that, that politicians also have their own foundations. And is it possible that prior administrations were mishandling taxpayer funds through foreign governments and getting kickbacks. Because if you look at, you know, it's, it's wild what the Clinton Foundation was pulling in when they were in those positions and what the Clinton Foundation was pulling in when they were not in those
2: positions. The same with the McCain Institute, by the way. Same thing with Trump's uh, sham college and uh, sure, uh, while he charity, was a, which he sure was, while he was a citizen. Which but I, I just yeah you know, sure
0: yeah.
1: I mean, I think he's, which is another what about <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: so, I think I here's the thing. Here. I just don't buy that Trump is any of is as much of the things that he lets on that he is like a Republican. Evangelical, like I just don't oh, buy that he's I mean, any of these things. Like, first of all, all he was, I mean, he was, he's, a, he clearly. was raised in New York City.
2: You know, like
0: yeah. he's not yeah. a conservative.
2: You know, no, like yeah. there's no way. He's, he's like, the guy grow- who who he's whatever you want him to be, basically. Yeah. He's like I mean, which is like the ultimate politician was, in some sense. I mean, he's not think from he the was, political yeah. system, but he's the most expert politician of them all because he he basically sees a bunch of people who want something and he says. Uh, how do you want me to be? And he just molds himself after, you know, his fans. Basically, his fans want him to say something, so he says something, you know? (laughs) He's kind of like the ultimate puppet. Yeah. I mean, I think he's the first politician
1: to stand on his own convictions. I think he's a patriot. I I think he's like a lot of those classic patriots. I mean, he knew all these people. He knew, I think he knew a lot of stuff before he was even president. And I think he genuinely wanted to become, become president to try to put a stop to all of it. And I think that man is like for me on my side, it's, you know, I think our country has a lot that we have to reconcile. I think there's a lot that we maybe um, need to rethink. And it's been really hard to be able to do that because I think it's been difficult to discuss the truth. I think more people have been wanting to listen to the common narrative and follow the path of, you know, whatever is being discussed and especially this president. It's hard to get around people's perception when they've already made their idea or their mind up of what they think of him. And if you think that he's a good person doing the doing the right thing, you're kind of lumped into that flawed perception unfortunately. And I think that's insanely unfair because I think he's doing, um, I think he's doing a lot of good. And I think, you know, Andrew, kind of going back to what you're saying, this impeachment has been a little bit of a, a sham. I think it started where it started and what they were saying at the beginning and where it ended and what they accused him of. It's like, it's just been a wild ride. And I don't, I think it's, it's refreshing to see someone who hasn't been in politics like him be in politics and try to influence change. And I think it's, he's doing it his own way. I think that's special.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I enjoy talking to you because you have a very different perspective. It's uh, like talking to an alien. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure like I vice think, versa. <laughs> yeah, I think the key in the, all this, man, from what planets. I'm saying is, I really do think that that Trump is the protagonist. I think he's
1: the he's the white hat in all this. He's the good guy. Um, wow. And I think that simply because of who he surrounded
2: himself, Bill Barr. It's like, uh, like. I mean, Usual suspects at the end. <laughs> Coffee mug says Kobayashi. <laughs> so, what do you guys? What do you guys think will happen next?
1: What do you think is the next step in all this?
2: Uh, well, the election, basically. I mean, who knows? I, I, I think you could be right. I think I, I find it hard to. Uh, I mean, we don't even know who the Democratic candidate is. I was hoping to get your views on that. We can maybe do that some other time, uh, but. Obviously, the election is the next big thing, and you may be very well right that he, he is popular. Um, you know, I think it is because he genuinely does say the things that people want to hear. I don't think he truly believes them, but I think that he he does say the things that people want to hear. Uh, he he responds to people's desires and fears and wishes and all kinds of things, right? So, so that's kind has- of why he's popular. I think that's that's why he won. Yeah. He said, I'm going to do, all, I'm going to address all these concerns you have, basically.
1: Well, and I think he, the, the number one thing he's been saying consistently is power to the people, that he wants to remove power from Washington and give it back to the people. And that's something that a lot of people have been wanting for a long time as a politician who would be willing to say that there's an imbalance in power.
2: And and he's continued what does that to What that even mean? Like, do you think that that has happened? I mean, I don't see how that has happened. Would uh... in what way? Well, in what way do you think that is that it has happened?
1: Um, I think uh, prison reform is a big one, where he's made a lot of changes. I think tax, what he's changed with taxes. I think him fighting human trafficking has been a big one for me. That's one that I take incredibly personally. His Refocus on um, what our country is doing there. Um, I do think he's going to address Planned Parenthood. It's something he's talked about pretty consistently. I think he's done a lot of he's done a lot made a lot of changes with healthcare with the right to try bill. That if you're in a situation when you need to, you know, do something for your for your health that may not be quote unquote approved, that you can try that. I think border control is one that a lot of people have been talking about for a long time that we don't, we don't want to see. I mean, for me personally, man, like one of the things is like, you know, healthcare is incredibly expensive. And there are a lot of places in our country that give healthcare for free to people that aren't citizens. And if I'm going to be paying taxes and can barely afford my own healthcare, I just don't think that's Fair. I think we should certainly care. Unfortunately,
2: about the world. Uh, doctors are re- required to give health care to everyone. The problem with healthcare, care, one of the big problems is it's expensive because a lot of people can't afford it at all. So they don't have it. So they show up in the emergency room and doctors must treat patients. Do you want them to just leave them to die? I mean, what's the alternative here? That, no, that, that think, is what happens.
1: Yeah. I, mean, I think that's a whole other. That's a long, long conversation that I would totally be interested in having. But uh, I think he's done a lot with our military, like getting out of certain areas that we need to be getting out of. I think he's handled a lot of situations well with North Korea and uh, disarming them. I think even what he did uh, when he first came in and his handlings with Saudi Arabia and rooting out corruption in Saudi Arabia, rooting out corruption in Ukraine. Um, I think he's just been involved in a lot. I mean, like, the fact that he's the first president in the demilitarized zone is pretty impressive, you know. There are a lot of incredible photo opportunities. I actually
2: that- do respect that. It's kind of Nixon goes to China kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I think there's nothing wrong with talking to your adversary. I think he uh, may uh, <laughs> sort of... Uh, respect or, or view the the dictatorship through cheery-eyed goggles or whatever it's, the expression is. Uh, he may, uh, you know, think that North Korea, the dictator, is too much of a... <laughs> is someone to be uh, cherished or whatever it is. He respects it's novel much, to but, him. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, no, he, he, likes, he likes it too much. He almost kind of wishes he was that person. I, I really, truly yeah. believe that if he had his way, he would basically be, you know... Emperor Trump, Emperor Emperor Trump. Yeah, exactly. He's like he's Biff. He, he's basically Biff in, in uh, Back to the Future, you know, <laughs> <laughs> with the dower. <laughs> I can yeah. get down on that. So,
1: oh yeah, that's funny. Yeah, he, I mean,
2: he has a giant name on all his freaking buildings. Like yeah. it's obvious. He's, yeah, he's yeah, and anyway. he's
1: quite a character. That's for sure. I, um, yeah, man. I think just you know across the board, what I see <laughs> him doing, and what I what I hear him saying, to be honest, is the one thing that I've always appreciated about America which is that we designed a form of government where the world the ruler is the individual and you don't see an, a system in inverse power like that anywhere and I see him taking efforts to um, solidify that and I think he'll continue to do that in a lot of great ways and that's I think that's the the differentiator here is that I think he puts, more power on the individual
2: we'll see yeah i don't know we'll see we'll see if that individual wins (laughs) we'll see a whether he wins and b whether if he loses he leaves he'll win at a bigger landslide than reagan won in
0: his second term yeah see this is actually the one thing that, that you always talk about tyler uh that I do think is interesting about Trump, like the whole drain the swamp thing. It's interesting because Trump actually says it himself. And it is like, I don't know. like I don't think anybody denies or thinks that there isn't corruption happening anywhere in the world. But like if Trump is trying to, you know, uproot that, like if, if he's like actually having success or something, that would actually be a good thing. But I just, it's just, sometimes I don't know like what's, what but that's, think is, I think that's you know, what's so funny. About I don't know. This. I don't know what to think is true. But here, let me ask you this. Well,
2: I think he is the swamp, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Well, I think that's what's so interesting about (laughs) this whole
1: impeachment thing is that that's exactly what he was accused of doing. You know, like we... No,
2: no. He was accused of something different. He wasn't accused of trying to uh, withhold money so that Ukraine would investigate the corruption or anything like that. He was accused of investigating a political opponent. And... What you're saying has some truth. It's a political, but it's kind of a smokescreen. It's like saying, yeah, there's corruption in Ukraine. So, I mean, it was kind of the excuse that they fell back on. But it's clearly not what he was asking for. If you listen to, like, what Bolton's saying or, you know. The ultimate
0: argument is that they, Trump Trump told him to talk to Rudy Giuliani.
2: And Rudy Giuliani only handles the Trump campaign. Talk to my personal lawyer. Talk to my personal lawyer and he'll sort you out. Yeah. I mean, it's very Godfather stuff. Yeah, he didn't say
0: go talk to this corruption, this uh, go talk to our anti corruption team. He said go talk to Rudy Giuliani.
2: Yeah, (laughs) my personal lawyer. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Call my people. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I think that that's the way he thinks business works. So that's the way he thinks government works, right? Like he just doesn't know. I mean, he's just like being him, right? So I think he's authentic in that sense. I think he's. Very transparent, actually, but uh, not. You know, what I see through the transparency is not necessarily good. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to basically agree to disagree here, I think, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's interesting talking with you always, so I appreciate your perspective.
1: Yeah, man. Well, I, um, I'm excited about this next step. I'm excited about this vote that's coming in. I'm excited about his State of the Union, which I feel like I'm going to be curious if all the networks carry that.
2: Uh. One of the interesting things was in the swearing-in ceremony, it was this gigantic hall with probably 10,000 people in it. And there were 3,500 people uh, becoming citizens that day. And one of the videos they showed was an address by President Trump. And it was kind of funny because we're in California and clearly he's not particularly popular here. And uh, particularly with new immigrants. Uh, And he was giving this video about how he's, I'm Donald J. Trump and I'd like to welcome you to our country and we benefit from immigrants and all this stuff. And everyone you could just tell was like, oh my God, I feel so uncomfortable right now because this guy that I really don't like is like – he, who, who's basically at least perceived as being this kind of super anti immigration person attacking all these people of color who are all around the hall. Everyone's like, Oh my Welcome. god, I hate this guy! But he's just yeah. like up on the screen <laughs> and talking and, to me and welcoming <laughs> me to the country.
1: <laughs> yeah, those, those perception battles that he fights are complicated because he's not against immigration, he's against illegal immigration, he's against people bypassing what you did. He's
2: against people bypassing you, know, I, uh, you yeah, on your legitimate. I actually sort claim of agree of, with this this thing a little bit. Um I mean, yeah, I do I think do. birthright citizenship is really silly, and uh I totally think that uh I, I pretty much agree with you about illegal immigration and and versus legal and stuff like that. It's freaking hard coming yeah. to come into the country. Let's say that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, unless yeah, for some people it's been a little easier. I don't know, man. I like. It will be interesting. It's if you get married be,
2: to Donald J. Trump, uh, then it's easier. <laughs> <Like> his wife is an immigrant, and That's... then chain immigration with her parents. Mm? Yeah, mm? that is.
1: I mean, it's, yeah, I see what you're saying there. Um, yeah, dude. I, I just you know, <clears throat> even before he became president, um, I was I was definitely a believer in in. Um, looking into our government prior to that and making sure that those that were controlling us and ruling over us, if you will, were um, being benevolent with everything that they were given. And I don't think they were. And so... I am going to be in this position where I think if he becomes president, that I think that those investigations should continue, that we should look into prior administrations, and I don't think it should stop. And I think that's the biggest thing that he's going, the perception he's probably going to, to fight is the men and women he's surrounded himself with, he's surrounded himself with people who are looking into those things. And um, I don't know. I'm curious what people are going to say about him doing that moving forward because – there are a lot of people who are voting for him who want him to do that and i don't know man i like i think these discussions are really important because it's i just from my perspective it's hard to it's hard to really share kind of that other side of the coin if you will the other things that are happening because they're not they're just not as often talked about and um yeah i think that that's a, largely what this election is going to become about
2: i think it probably will on one side but yeah it, again i mean basically at this point it's interesting it's it's it goes back to the media where kind of we kind of do live in separate bubbles <laughs> so yeah yeah
0: all right well tyler thanks for making the time for this this was uh, this i hope was, this was worth it thanks and- for indulging us <laughs> yeah yeah i enjoyed it thanks for indulging us uh, always a good time <laughs> Uh, To the listeners, we hope you enjoyed this. If you guys, uh, I guess, Tyler, do you you still not have a Twitter account to plug? No. (laughs) Since last time? (laughs) Okay, well, yeah. I'm not really on Twitter that much anyways either, but if you do want to follow us uh, on Twitter, you can do that. I'm at JulianWasHere. Andrew is at Raider, And we do these episodes every Monday. Hope to have you back next week. Thanks for listening. Peace.